tag team in Thanos, so to speak. <laughs> Going hammer and tongue. A bit of fan fiction waiting to be written there. <laughs> you can make a really cheesy Avengers porno. Uh, I'm sure that's already been made. <laughs> the Bell End game. <laughs> Welcome to Gains and Pains with Scott McLaughlin and Colin McGibbon in association with Just Train and a ton of coffee, where we get together each week to talk health, fitness and some absolute nonsense. Hello. We're back. How we doing? I'm not bad. Simon. Do you want to can this and go and see the Avengers again? Oh, right. Full disclosure, people. We pro- we will talk about the Avengers. So, Scott, hit it. Basically, yeah. Spoiler alert, guys. Wish I had this ready. <laughs> <laughs> the spoiler siren. <laughs> Right, slightly off tangent straight away, right? I remember. Yeah. So I live in Erskine, right, which is near Bishopton, which is where the ROF is, um, which is the ordnance factory, right? So I remember being wee. I don't know, it must have been like, I don't know, let's say... A long time ago. Eight or nine, I wasn't it yesterday, certainly. And uh, <laughs> in the middle of the night, that siren was starting going off from, like, I don't know, I didn't know where. Turns out it was the ROF. But I, I still never found out to this day why it went off. But I just remember like waking up in the middle of the night with this fucking mental like nuclear siren going up somewhere. Like, eh, what's going on here? My mum and dad just like, it's fine, let's go it's back fine. to bed. We're all right. <laughs> and event of nuclear attack, you're fucked anyway. So you might as well go back to bed. I might as well get some sleep. Yeah, totally. Ah, oh, it was not crazy. Yeah, so that is the spoiler warning because yeah. we will definitely talk about the Avengers, which we both went to see this week. Yeah, it's amazing. Mild spoiler right now. It's amazing. It's awesome. If if you've got a choice between spending time with your wife, if she doesn't want to go and see the movie, drop her like a hot potato and go and see the movie. Harsh but fair. If, if your kids need fed, they can wait. <laughs> go and see the movie. Stay them in the film, they can eat some popcorn. <laughs> I was talking to somebody just... the other week, uh, this week actually about it in, uh, at work and she was saying she was waiting on her fiancé to go see it with her because she didn't want to go and see it in her own without him. It's like, well, mm. I mean, like, 10 out of 10, 10 points for Gryffindor for future wife duties and all that, but I mean, that's nice, get a grip of yourself. Nice. Just go and see it. That's <laughs> totally fine. What kind of relationship is that? I don't know. It's not cool. Why? I mean, surely you'd be cancelling gigs to go and see that shit. Spe- speak- speaking of like, people, right? Speaking like, of people? Speaking of people, right? <laughs> Your wife. My wife! <laughs> Take my wife! Um, Back again. Sorry, I'm talking off mic, carry on. Why, 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 why have you got coffee and I've not got coffee? I've, I've poured your coffee. Thanks. Do you want milk? Because it's pretty... Oh, I'm going to try it without. I'm sorry, we're tangenting, tangenting again. We've got... We've... Kirsty, Plug my it. darling oh. wife, got us a bag of throat punch coffee to see if it's any better or what it's like compared to the pack coffee we drink every week. I'm wafting coffee fumes at my microphone. <coughs> sniff radio, sniff podcasting. <coughs> 
Everybody take a deep sniff. Mate, I'm going to try this without milk because you said it's really harsh. It's pretty. I cannot. After you taste it, you can understand why it's it called throat punch. Really, really bitter. It's pretty intense. Hold on, here we go. Oh, here we go. Big moment. Big moment. He's having a slurp. He's swelling about his mouth. Just, this is just for feed. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I thought you'd just freaked out and they're um, to work. It is bitter. Really bitter. There's no getting it woofed. Oh, oh, <laughs> I. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, you get it in the side of the tongue there, don't you? So to speak. Can't say ever Aye, I mean, it's not as offensive as you were making out the other day, like, but aye, it's definitely, there's a bitterness there. I don't know if yeah. I'd, I'd drink t- a lot of it, but I'm going to drink a lot of it because there's a cafeteria of it sitting at my feet, so. <laughs> Another spoiler alert, we could be talking a lot of nonsense by then. <laughs> An hour and a half of us, just caffeine-fueled shit. Um, yeah, see, yeah. this is, uh, stuff like this, I'm not too fussed by because I've, I've drank too much awful, awful instant coffee in school music departments and all that so I'm kind of, I'll be that my proper coffee snob now you're kind of conditioned to I'm kind of I can deal with shit coffee when I have to not that it's shit it's just strong it's just better I'm going to put some milk in it though you talk for a bit aye so I was saying about your wife Fee yes you were now Fee I love you for the fact that you listen to us even though you love me Colin and you know me which the fact that both of them you know I mean well let's be honest you then you then choose to actively listen to it on a podcast as well it's pretty awesome that's pretty so cool I, if I had a hat on I'd take it off I do have a hat on oh, I can't it? take it off though because I've got my headphones on and it'll fall off but yeah metaphorically doffing my cat Colin and you went to see the, the movie Endgame <clears throat> on oh mate, spoilers 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 we're talking about Endgame yep so if you haven't seen Endgame <laughs> turn off the podcast uh, go no. to the cinema watch the film then come back to us alright are we ready you got five seconds to get to fuck. Four, three, two, one. Right, so if you listen now... It's your own fault. Your own fault. Right. So, Fee, Colin told me that you were properly sobbing your heart out she was. for the last 30 minutes of the movie. Now, I, I had a pocket full of tissues. <laughs> for, for unrelated reasons. <laughs> for, for the movie. For the movie, totally. Come on, we were all there with our kids. <laughs> it's just wrong, man. Don't, don't, don't go down that road. It's ruined it now. And I was expecting to be greeting. Cause I've got to admit, I'm a big sap when it comes to something like movies and all that. If it's anything to do with like kind of heroes and all that and kids and stuff, I'll, I'll greet. Right, I'll admit that. We've spoken about this before. Yes, emotional The moment you become you a kids. father, you become an emotional wreck at movies. Paddington 2 destroyed me. <laughs> Likewise, Mary Poppins Returns, which I don't care what anyone says, is a magical fucking movie. I'm sorry, we what Kirsty actually forced me to watch it a few weeks ago and it was awful. Shut your sorry. fuzzy face. Ah, sorry, we'll come back to that in a minute. But about, about your wife. Sorry, she, yeah. Aye. She, so I was expecting this big tear fest. Mm-hmm. And we get to the last 30 minutes and I'm sitting there and I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. And I'm still waiting. And yeah, you could see there's a couple of wee sad bits, but nothing is really going to get you that emotional. 
And then even after the second time that Fee had seen it, she's still standing outside the cinema going, no, still really got me. And she starts breaking it down bit by bit. She, <laughs> but she wasn't bit. too bad at the Saturday, to be fair. Ah, she was still, like a proper mess on the Thursday night. See when we were waiting for Brody to go back up and get his stuff. Yeah. yeah. Forgot. She's standing a bit, no, but, but that bit with Captain America, I mean, I just, I mean, it's because he got what he always wanted. What you have to understand is how emotionally invested my wife is in the cap, so to speak. It's a fair point. Less so than he shaved his beard. Yeah. And it turns out it's all a wig anyway. It's not as real hair. What? Nah, stuff in the film. So it's not as real hair. Did you see, did you, follow, did you follow Chris Pratt on Instagram? No. You should. He's very funny, right? But he put a, <laughs> a, a, a video on yesterday of him on set. Like, obviously, like one of the big battle bits. Spoiler, I'm saying spoilers. Everyone's going anyway. Um, the big battle scene at the end, right? But it's just everyone in the film, all the big characters just oh. mooching about, like rehearsing and stuff like that. It's like massively illegal. He wasn't allowed to do it, but he did it anyway, kind of thing. <laughs> but, um, I so you see Cap just like normal hair. It's all a wig. It's bullshit. It's probably a fake beard as well. But anyway, yeah. So he's like yeah, super, uh, like just, just emotionally invested she's all about, in Cap's she's all about Cap. So when he got to dance with Peggy at the end, that she was just gone. I was kind of gutted because I'd built myself up from like, sacrificing yourself and dying. Aye. I think they kind of led it that way so everybody's assuming it. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind yeah. of building up for ages. Eh? Mm. But no, he, he makes it. He makes it out. It's a nice happy ending. So I was kind of shocked, but what yeah. a movie. I mean, seriously, what a movie. Incredible. From start like, to finish, just all of it. Everybody that's seen it goes like, I didn't feel it three hours. It was just phenomenal. Yeah, well, I mean, that's twice we've seen it between Thursday and Saturday so like over six hours of sitting in a cinema seat and it just did not feel like no. it at all just amazing all of it so well done you think like ten years worth of just trying to get all that stuff together and obviously they've not always been planning for this film mm. for the full ten years but how they still managed to but blend it together I mean at least half of that has been building up towards this Aye. and to to make two films with that many characters and have them all have something to do and just be an awesome movie. Yeah. It's not like it's just like, oh, well, just give him something, give him something, and it's yeah. not really meaning anything, but they're all great. It's the fact that they tied every storyline in perfectly. Yeah, yeah, just absolutely brilliant. So clever. Do yeah. you know, generally, my only disappointing part? What? And I've only got one thing I need to complain about. The death of Natasha Romanoff. Okay, two things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Scarlett Johansson, how, how, how could they kill her off? I mean, what the fuck? It should have been Hawkeye. Aye. Nobody likes Hawkeye. Nobody gives a shit about Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure even Hawkeye's wife and children are like, oh, I mean, really? He jumped off a cliff. That's alive though, right? Aye, that's all cool. Because she's hot. No, that's not to do with that. She's just got good. She's a good character. Hawkeye's just a bit... <sighs> I mean, he's good with a bow and arrow. Big deal. He does have a ludicrous haircut in this film as well. Aye. That is... That's like total hillbilly mohawk style. Yeah. Yeah, it's proper redneck, do it? <laughs> you don't really know where to go. You're kind of going, you're, you're half expecting with that haircut just to wear the kind of white trailer trash with, um, kind of vest, where he's sitting fingering his own belly button. Hey, who doesn't enjoy doing that? Oh, somebody's just come in the gym. I wonder oh, who it is. Oh. It's whistling. It's Mick. Um, all right, what was your one? Yeah, right uh, but I had the one thing. See, the, the end, all of a sudden, you know Doctor Strange and all the wee kind of magician guys when they open up yep. all the portals and the... Basically, all the honours arrived, all, all the team arrived just honors, to fill honours. And you want, the two of us want to stand up and go, yes! Yes! That was, that was awesome. I was like, but, Sam, just coming through the intercom, cap, on your left. Uh, <sighs> and you look and you see, you see the full team backing them up and you're like, fucking awesome. And then, great. 
Pepper Potts shows up in a fucking Iron Man suit and you're like, seriously, come ah, on. See, Fee's got issues with this as well. No, I don't sorry. have any major problem with that. Gwyneth Paltrow, I've just got an issue, I've got to be honest, I've got issues with Gwyneth Paltrow. I think she's a shit actress. Gwyneth, Gwyneth I've got, oh, mi- I've got I, mixed I, feelings about Gwyneth. Are you looking good first name term, just Gwyneth? Well, yeah, yeah, no, we're, pal, pretty, we're pretty tight. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, on the plus side, she ditched Chris Martin, so that can only be a good thing, that's, that's bonus points for her, because he's a dullard. Aye. But, I remember watching some cookery programs, <laughs> some podcast all about in the gym, we're talking about cookery programs and films, um, some like Food Network thing, she she did years ago, it was her and um, some like American celebrity chef guy, can't remember, big ginger guy, wears Crocs all the time, can't remember his name, Mario Batali, right, and they were just cutting about Spain and all that, like just quaffing red wine and eating hundreds of great food, but she seemed really cool, right, but then you hear all the thing about her website, that goop. Which is just fucking nonsense. She's a weirdo. It's <laughs> just like stone eggs that you fire up your chuff to make yourself feel better and get like... What? Oh, have you not heard this? No. Oh, it's incredible, mate. It's like a, a jade egg that you put up the old... <laughs> if you're a, a lady. And uh, it's meant to just like balance your chi or some shit. Absolute well, <clears throat> nonsense. Um. Yeah. I mean, we can maybe, we can maybe get a tie that in with a package deal with the five minute finger blaster <laughs> we've actually had a few people asking about it <laughs> when are you releasing the five minute <laughs> finger, finger blaster now <laughs> um, but no in terms of the film I don't, I don't have any problem with it because in the comics she gets her own suit and all that she yeah, becomes yeah, a, I just, a person I just, nah, can't remember who she's just an asshole I don't like her fair play she says a lot so, of nice things about you though yeah I mean, what, what is her bad to say about me let's be honest that's a longer podcast, mate. We don't have yeah, time. We don't, we don't have enough. <laughs> Aye. <laughs> we'll probably all be dead before we can finish. So, I think what we need to do, like, just, well, we agree that Avengers Endgame is the absolute shit. It's and everyone die. should go and see it multiple times. It's, it's like, like our generation's version of Star Wars. Aye. And better, Arguably bigger now. Just like, aye. what did they take in? Like, over, like, 1.2 billion over in their three, opening weekend in three or something? Days, three aye. days, like, holy shit. That's no right. It's incredible. It's just outrageous. Um, but to loosely tie in to what we're actually here for yeah. in some capacity, we're, we're trying to let's talk about Thor. Or not. Yes, let's. So, here's so, the thing. <laughs> you shut your face for a second. <laughs> Can I not get a disclaimer? No, no, you can't at all. Shush. Drink your coffee. So, <laughs> from the past, I don't know, it's quite a long time now, Scott's wife, Kirsty, has been adamant <laughs> in some deluded, like, drug-induced haze, presumably, that Scott looks like the love child, and I quote, the love child of Chris Hemsworth and uh, fucking... Chris Evans. Chris Evans, right? Not the ginger Chris Evans. <laughs> you look more like the ginger Chris oh, Evans on, than on. you do Cap, right? So, to the extent that she's been posting pictures of the two of them and tagging them... Saying that he looks like Thor, right? So I'm having fucking none of this. <laughs> so then we go to some, myself and Fee and Lucy go to see Avengers. And I'm going to I'm going to jump in. <laughs> no, right? no, 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 no. I need no. I need to just to set the scene. So Colin and Fee and Lucy go and see it on Thursday. And I, normally we're in contact pretty much most days. <laughs> Usually sending stupid pictures, right? Let's be honest. And don't hear from. Friday, don't really hear from. 
<laughs> you messaged me at one point and I just gave you like a total one word response. And I, I sent my wee message like, all right, we're on for Saturday morning. Yes. Which is really, really, really unlike Colin. <laughs> Saturday morning comes and he walks in the gym and basically says hello and goodbye. He barely spoke two words the whole time. And I thought to myself, something's up. Something's a wee bit strange. Seems a bit kind of awkward between the two of them. What the hell's going on here? And at the moment, Thor appears on camera. It all becomes apparent. So Back to the, Colin. In the film, if you haven't already, well, if you haven't already seen it, you've fucking ruined half the film for you now, so it doesn't matter. So, <laughs> goes to Thor. First time you see one screen, massive, big, fat Thor. All the booze, all the snacks, in a minute I saw him, like, it was just like, I was almost jumping up and down in the cinema going, Kirsty's right, he does look like Thor! Because Scott's put on a few pounds, I think you'll agree, since you got married. <laughs> We've had this discussion already. I my wife, I'm looking good with it. <laughs> it's because she thinks you look more like Thor now, because you're fat. <laughs> so, I was honestly, I, I was... That's why I didn't talk to you until Saturday until yeah. the film. I just I couldn't I couldn't I just wanted to text you right away going, Cause he's right, you're fat like Thor, you're practically twins. It was that moment <laughs> in the cinema that Fat Thor appeared on camera, right? And I just felt <laughs> Kirsty, Abby, Logan and Brody, my three soon to be up for adoption children. Colin Fee and Lucy all turned round. All seven of them turn around and look at me, point and laugh. Not only that, when we left the cinema, Fee, again, you are dead to me because not only have you still not made oh, me any cake. A brilliant one. That we're walking out and we're all laughing about it. Ha ha, picking the fat guy, picking the fat guy. Mm-hmm. Aye, very good. Poke fun at my wee belly. It's not and that wee. Shut it. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, you know, <clears throat> good friends will compliment you really good friends and before I could say we'll tear you to bits Fee butts in saying they'll tell you the truth Ooh. now Burn. come back to last summer when I was doing bench press with Colin one day and his daughter was watching savage we Lucy I mean she went full Drax on me when he goes pure stabby and just <laughs> jumps in some back, I stabbed me in the back and she just she, stop, 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 stop. we Lucy mauled me to bits last year eight years old at a time and just kicked my ass with a pure backstab and going ooh <laughs> Scott, you made that look really heavy. <laughs> it was just the total <clears throat> offhand ver- just way she said it. She didn't even like, there was no venom or malice no. in it. She's just like, you made that look really right. difficult. Aye. <laughs> it's it was like a passing comment of pure disgust. <laughs> and she is a savage. And then at that moment when Fee said that, I thought to myself, about, yeah, really good friends will tell you the truth. I thought, never know where Lucy gets it from. Makes Aye. sense. All makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's what I need to live with, mate. That's my life. I, I feel so, no wonder you drink so much coffee. You drink so much whiskey. <laughs> I don't drink nearly enough whiskey. Yeah. We need to remedy that immediately. Aye. Fact, one year ago today, mm-hmm. was that, it came up my Facebook, that it was a whiskey night. Oh, really? Where Kirsty came in from my night out with her pals. We, You, Jerry, and myself have been mm-hmm. drinking copious amounts of whiskey. More than I thought as it, turn, as it transpires. I didn't yeah. think we'd had that much. Uh, you said you thought you'd only, we'd only had about four or five and all that column we had three or four before we had even anything to eat and we went round we, tr- we sampled it we had a measure of every whiskey which was about 12 of them and then we went back round again and that definitely impacted our training for the next few days <laughs> the next month 
and Kirsty came in drunk for her for having a night out with her pals. Yeah. Asked to join in with the poker game, and Jerry went aye. At which point I was raging because I was cleaning up at this point. First time I'd ever played poker, and beginner's luck was taking everything, loving it. So Jerry says, "Aye, and we come." Within about two hands, I'm out. Colin's out. Mm-hmm. Jerry's wife Baggins arrives, and it's like Jerry, come on, we need to go, we need to go, finish the game, finish the game, come on. At which point it's between Jerry and Kirsty, and Jerry's. Jerry could barely see straight at the best of times. <laughs> let's be honest, right? But after spending about the last six hours tanking a shitload of whiskey, could really barely see, and. Went, they decided to both go all in. Jerry thought he'd won. Kirsty slaps her uh, cards down, stands up and, and comes goes, out with the classic quote of Suck my boys. Bitch. And took all his money. <laughs> At which point, Jerry was rapidly escorted to his car and driven home in a drunken state. <laughs> Only to have to get up. I told you Brian would be in early. Oh, yes. He's Bri- deliberately Bri- just to be a knob. Three, two, one. Mate, it's called that. Was a- genuinely quite impressive. That was good. So, hiya, Brian. I locked the door in our studio because we couldn't trust Brian. <laughs> studio. And Colin's like, as a studio. Gobbled. Hey, you drive a Ferrari, you drive a wee ladder. You're still driving a car. <laughs> it is. <laughs> we, we are in a studio. It might also Hi. double as a changing room, but it's still a studio. It's a changing room. And you'd say, no, no, Brian, Brian will not be in. I went, it's Brian. He'll come in just to piss us oh, off and annoy us. We need to get him actually on the show. We need to get him in here one day. Aye. Another day. Should we do a live video show one day? Of Brian? Of the podcast. Alright, okay. Yeah. <laughs> just follow Brian about the camera all day. I'm not sure his wife Nicola will be too happy about a live video show. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> live donkey show. <laughs> Ginger pubes flying everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, aye. So... I think it's kind of cool when you think about it because obviously we've been wanting to talk about kind of mental health stuff. Yeah, all back on topic. Yeah, so fat shaming. Fat, fat shaming. And <laughs> Which we relentlessly do to you in here just now. Yeah, I'm getting major abuse. Like since since I got married last September, I went on honeymoon and got a massage, and this big fat Greek guy called Stavros caved my lower back in. Oh, a bit of racial stereotype in there. Settle down. No, his name was Stavros. Oh, was it? Aye. Oh, no, okay. I can't remember his surname, but it ended in Os. It was something like Papadopoulos. But... Jesus. <laughs> oh, here it goes. Oh, it's a sim starting already. Uh, Brian starting to phone us during the podcast. Tell me, come in. And, um... Aye, so this guy caved my lower back in, jamming L2, 3, 4 and 5, to the point that by the time I got back off the plane on the way home... I was walking like Gollum. You were not in a happy place by the time you get back for that. I then spent my next two months in work lying flat on my back because I couldn't stay upright. Brian slapped his cock off the door. Uh, I couldn't stand upright for more than five minutes at a time. So I was lying flat on my back, coaching people with my feet up on a bench and my back on the floor. Yeah, aye, you were absolutely broken. At which point I went from training for the Kettlebell World Championships to doing shitloads of conditioning and endurance mm-hmm. work and eating to fuel that performance to now being flat in my back not being able to do anything and eating to make yourself feel better and still eating but with a little bit of comfort eating as well because I felt shit about everything (laughs) (laughs) donuts were really the only thing I could lift at that point in time (laughs) and from sitting uh, approximately 85 kilos 
my whole adult life. Yeah, you always sat there or thereabouts. Yeah. So. 80, 83 to 87, depending yeah. on a training phase, would always sit in there. Make thing of north, like, oh shit, I'm sitting at 90. <clears throat> and then we noticed one day that I was feeling, looking a wee bit tubby. It's Colin rubbed my belly like the Pillsbury Dough Man. That was recently. Yeah, and we noticed him stepping the scales, and I was basically just chatting on the door of 100 kilos, and I'm like, oh yes. shit. Speaking of which, I've got my <clears throat> I'm away with the World Kettlebell Federation next next month, and I've got to wear a suit, my blue suit jacket, and a dark trousers and stuff. Oh, aye. And that's when I wore that the last time. I was I was sitting about eighty five kilos, so this could be could be a shopping trip for some new attire. No, that sounds like a public challenge to me. Is he going to make it, people? Place your bets now. Will I be fat? Or not as fast. You just need to do that thing that like old guys do, where they just wear their trousers really, really low and have their gut hanging over the belt. So I'm still a 32 waist, son. <laughs> Mate, <laughs> your, your belt buckles at your knees. <clears throat> but aye, the whole fat shaming thing. Um, There's loads of newspaper articles coming out now. Vanity Fair, The Guardian, Daily know, Mail. Yeah, I've been oh, reading loads of stuff on like the Apple News app, but it's just lots of these shitty magazines totally having a pop at the Marvel films. Saying how dare they make a fat thorn, stuff like that, and fat shame that we friends making a joke, but they're like that. We need, to, we need to be shown supportive. But what I think has been pretty cool is they've showed what the reality is. Mm-hmm. I mean... But, but reality's a loose term when you're talking about a Norse god. I'm talking about myself. Or right, you. Right, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, so... A Scottish god. <laughs> god of blubber. <laughs> Fact but, god. Yeah. But when you think about it, what is real life? People carrying a bit of weight, your pals poke fun at you. And that's exactly what they've done. Yeah. And it showed the kind of reality of what, what it is. But what I thought was kind of cool was the fact that rather than them all, all these pals tiptoeing around about them, they popped their jokes, but still continued to support them and back them. And mm-hmm. like, it didn't make a difference. They didn't judge him as... They didn't go, ah, well, you're fat now, we're not going to be your friend. Mm-hmm. And then was it when he met his mother, he went back in, fu- or he went back in time and he spoke yeah, to yeah, his yeah. mother. Um, and she thought, that stop trying to be who you think you should be and just be who you are. Yeah. And it's kind of almost like, don't let the fat define you. So yeah. what? Like, you've got a couple of layers, a couple of inches of fat on you. Big deal. Yeah. He still rocked up with his hammer, still had all his powers and kicked ass. Oh, the bit where he got his hammer back. That was brilliant. Oh. Not as good as the other bit with the hammer. Yeah. Cap uses the hammer. There was this bit where oh. Thanos basically thought Fat Thor's kicking lumps out of Thanos. Thanos then turned, t- turns it back around and starts... Ragdolls him. And ragdolls him, starts pulverising him into the ground. You see the hammer get f- fly off, it land fly in the dirt. No. And then I think Thor summons a hammer, doesn't it? Well, it, it, flies, it looks like he's trying to... Die. He, yeah, it, it Thanos grabs it. Thanos, I think he hits it away. Yeah. And as it flies out the screen, you think, well, that's it, going to fly away. It's going to come back to Thor in a minute. No. Captain America catches <sighs> the fucking hammer. Oh, he, like, he, he summons it. He sends for it. I think and it just... Uh, he gets it. I swear to God, like, man, just, when he grabbed that hammer, I, I'd maybe sex-weed my pants a little bit. Yeah. It was amazing. So was good. And then, like, the bit with it, like, battering Thanos, using the, the shield and, and the, the hammer. hammer. Aye. <gasps> it was Aye. Do you know, at that moment I thought, okay, Captain America, you've kind of won me over a wee bit, you're pretty shit. cool. You're, you're cool now. Yeah, you had, you had this, we had this discussion a big in the last podcast, yeah, I've never been a big fan of him, but... ass hat. But... The two... Look, having the hammer made him cool. It's all cool. And the two of them. Tag team and Thanos, so to speak. <laughs> Going hammer and tongue. A bit of fan fiction waiting to be written there. <laughs> 
can make a really cheesy Avengers porno. Uh, I'm sure that's already been made. <laughs> the Bell End game. <laughs> Just at that crucial moment, Thor pulls it, or Captain America pulled the shield over and cover his face. <laughs> Fee, if you're listening to this while you're making the dinner, I am sorry. Just enough. If he doesn't make the dinner, I make Co- dinner. Call him once extra meal. Fee's got a real job. I'm the one that's dosing about the house making the dinner. <laughs> um, yeah, so, right, the, see, the fat shape, not, not fat shaming specifically, just that whole idea of just like ripping your mates, like you were saying earlier on, like your real mates tell you the truth and yeah. rip the piss out of you. Is that largely a guy thing? Do women do that as well? I mean, it's like, <sighs> certainly as a guy, regardless of your, your circumstances, you're always going to get ripped for something. Oh, God, do you know what I mean? It's like when we, we rip you in here for being slightly cuddly these days, and it's fine. Jerry yeah. does it to me. I, ri- I ripped you for being scared of a spider the other day there. That's because spiders are terrifying and creepy and should <clears> be burned. And this one had crawled out the chalk bucket. <laughs> like, a, like, oh, a, like an albino ghost albino, spider as you called it albino ghost spider, spider. it was it was terrifying but, uh, I'll give you it did look creepy with Colin hiding in the changing rooms and Brian running about the gym like a wee schoolgirl. <laughs> who got the spider out of the gym 69 year old Kathleen <laughs> amazing but is, um, is that idea of like is that a guy thing do women do this I mean I don't know I, 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 I think I, it's definitely obviously like, not being a woman I don't know if it yeah. I can't imagine that to the same extent where women are going to be like oh aye fire on in the pounds there love yeah. are we packing them on a wee bit because like, they just it doesn't seem like that would be an acceptable thing like, could you imagine like Fee and Kirsty going up to you like alright Tubbs how's it going I know, no, it, but, but, no matter what they'd still go oh yeah that outfit's lovely yeah there seems to be that element of just like whatever you say you need to be nice to folk yeah. whereas guys just don't have that even if like Let's be honest, you could be a ripped Adonis, right? We're still going Adonis. to call you fat. <laughs> still going to be like, fucking stay at you. Carry on a few extra pounds here, Tubby. He's off the donuts. I mean, even Jerry yesterday tried to, like when um, PT client Amanda went to move the bench. <laughs> and I thought, like, that's shocking. I don't know if Jerry's the best example it's here because he just rips it from everyone all the time, 100%. Aye, well, Jerry. Although, in fairness, he gave me a bit of a backhand on yesterday. He was again giveth taketh away as Aye. we like to do in here. Although he, he was nice to me and then basically just like offset it onto you. So he's like, ah, hi man, look, you've, you're, we're chatting away about something. He's like, ah, you lost a bit of weight. Have you been giving it to him and pointed at you? <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't even heard that. <laughs> so I don't know if he was just trying to be nicer to me or just give you extra stick. Aye. Either way, I'm taking it as a compliment. Ah, you take so. it now. <laughs> I'm taking it as well. <laughs> but I, it's, I think it's definitely a guy thing for the rip in each other. Yeah. But I think. There's that kind of society thing now where everybody's freaking out, oh, we can't say this, can't say that. But then the problem is that people think, I think sometimes you need that wee reality check that I know I have put on a bit of weight, mm-hmm. over 30 pounds, in fact, quite a fair point. <laughs> a little bit. Just by changing my training, certainly my eating habits for the endurance training didn't match my inactivity after my injury. So I put on the weight and that's totally natural. Mm-hmm. And that right, okay. But and at which point when they started saying like Colin was helping me with a stretch one day and my belly was sticking through my t-shirt Colin decided to rub my belly and pat it it seemed too good an opportunity Aye. to waste frankly now if I was a if, if I was a delicate little snowflake snowflake I could have went and cried in at my pillows and ate some more chocolate or I could have thought right you know what he's got a point like I say good mate tells you the truth according to Fee <laughs> who 
still dead to me. And it's that like, right, okay, right, no, I need to get a grip. So gradually starting to make changes in my diet, starting to kind of reduce what I'm doing in terms of like food, starting to increase a bit more conditioning work, shape my training up a wee bit, and it's right, fine, but done. But going a bit deeper than that, when you start to look at the way thought, like, he still believed in himself, going, well, I'm not going to let just being a few pounds heavier define myself. I'm going to still go about myself, go about life, still going to go and do what I need to be doing mm-hmm. and not let it hold me back. I still got all these pals running about him that so what you've got a few extra pounds. It's not as if you've turned around calling and went, Aye, Scott, see now you're over ninety five kilos, I can't be a friend anymore. Yeah. You're not just gonna fit with fat shame and go, I'm definitely gonna stay your friend because you make me look better. You look like fucking it. great, <laughs> is great. <laughs> but, and even we it can only talk at the mental illness, it highlights it. If you think that you've got this god of thunder, Norse god, meant to be one of the strongest superheroes ever, can do no wrong, he's always fit, strong, perfect, like, he's infallible, yet it shows that he still had lacking a PTSD from the last movie, the, he struggled with, with a bit of failure, a bit of loss and mm-hmm. stuff, and just thought, fuck it, I've had enough, Yep. and he gave up, drank loads of beer, ate loads of food. Innocent gun, as it turns wild, that's what he was drinking. Yeah. Yep, Scottish beer. And we Laurie said there was if you look there's supposedly a wee bottle of brew. Stuff, I need, yeah. I've said to Kirsty we need to go back and watch it now and she's like, okay. <laughs> so it shows that even no matter how, like even the strongest people, and I think that's a that's a big thing in kind of modern day society, is that people look at somebody that can be strong, confident, and happy on the outside. Look, yep. look at Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah. Actor, I mean, community. everybody thought because he was cracking jokes all the time, he was one of the happiest going then committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And it's oh, you just don't know. You don't yeah. know what's going on behind closed doors and people's private lives and all the rest mm-hmm. of it just because they're kind of outgoing and all the rest of it and you say it's the kind of the archetype of oh you're a big strong guy you're not allowed to be weak at any point you know you need yeah. to be kind of on top of it all the time mm-hmm. but it's just life doesn't work like that does it it's like old is it hashtag it's okay not to be okay yeah yeah totally there's a lot and to be said for that isn't there right, and it's like, even if you look at parents like stop crying stop being upset and you're like no it's yeah, okay yeah that's it's, the kind it, of standard response I, isn't it it's okay to be upset it's, it's an emotion yeah because if you flipped on it's like Stop being happy. Stop smiling. You shouldn't be happy. Yep. If you flip it to that, you've got that. That sounds yeah. ridiculous. I know in Lucy's yep. school, um, I, I'm assuming it's kind of rolled out across lots of primary schools and stuff. They do this thing called paths, where it's all about like dealing with your emotions and your feelings and stuff, yeah, like that, exploring I'm, them. It's really good because like um, it just it just gets them in touch with that kind of without being mm-hmm. too touchy feely about it. But it just gets them in touch with their emotions and understanding them a bit I better. Understanding so happiness, do, anger, have sadness. that kind of just like because uh, I mean their hormones are running riot and all Aye. the rest of it. So it just helps them get to grips with that. You no, know, last week, um, Lucy's amazing, right? Like mm. never have any bother with her at all, which I, I suspect is going to come back and bite me in the arse when she's a teenager. Apart from her bench press criticism, other than that, she's Honestly, a pretty awesome I'm, kid. I'm on board with that. She can be as savage ah. as she likes about your bench press. Um, the only thing she ever really gets pretty stroppy about is clothes, right? Again, which bodes well for when she's a teenager. <laughs> um, but she was trying to get, she was getting ready for something the other way. Must have been just getting ready for school, but she'd started moaning about clothes or something. And it was first thing in the morning, and I couldn't be bothered dealing with it. So it was like, right, just get dressed, wear what you need to wear, just Aye. do it, right? So she huffed about and all the rest of it. She got a bit upset. But then later, like, I picked her up that afternoon. We were all fine by the time we got to school, we're all pals and all that. Um, but then when she, we came running out of school, she came running up and she had a wee note in her hand. But then like, I was standing talking to one of her wee pals' dads, so she kind of put it away. And I was like, all right, okay, I'll deal with that later. So I took the wee note out of her bag when we get back home 
and spoke to her about it and it was just like, it's her going, daddy made me very upset this morning. I am very, very, very frustrated with daddy. It was like, <laughs> all right, okay. Right, okay uh, it's, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I frustrated you and got you upset, but I mean, brilliant, 10 out of 10 for writing it down and wanting to just get it out of your system, because it was then Fee told me later on, she sat in a room that morning and she's got a wee notepad out, she's fucking hunters of notepads, right, she loves just sketching me things and notepads and stuff, and just sat down at her desk in a room and jotted all this down, got her feelings out and stuff, it's like, that's amazing for an eight-year-old to have the wherewithal to sit and do that. I'd I'd done it with Logan a couple months back, he was, even at the weekend area, he was getting stressed out about playing a rugby game and he's Mm -hmm. not competitive. <coughs> certain things he is but on the whole he's not competitive in a kind of sporting sense it's just not who he is yeah. and he loves like if, if me and him are playing college out of each other damn right he's competitive and wants to kill me <laughs> right but he's got this kind of anxious fear of failure and going ooh yeah. I, he doesn't want to make a mistake for that fear of kind of like like kind of ridicule or thinking like oh god I'm going to get I'm going to get mocked here if I make a mistake mm-hmm. And I can totally relate to that. And see, when I played football as a kid, mm-hmm. loved just playing my mates, just having a game of football, great. See, when it came to game time and you're playing a match, absolutely terrified. Somebody passed me the ball, and as the ball rolled towards my foot, I'd be going, oh! Yeah. And it was total fear of, I'm going to make a mistake, and my teammates are going to rip me to bits. Yeah. And Logan feels exactly the same way. Aye. And, um, and I was thinking... And I was thinking to myself like that, and he came out. He came out. His mum's house, absolutely breaking his heart. And I was like, "No, nah, I can't. I'm not going to force him to go to do the game." Look, like, if he wants to go and watch, that's cool. We'll do mm-hmm. that. Try and support him. But and it's only now he's starting to understand his emotions a wee bit. And myself and Kirsty try to talk to him, and he's he's recently started going up, going, "Yeah, I start to feel sick in my stomach, Dad." And I, I, I don't like if I'm not sure how to do something. It, it kind of it worries me. Yeah. And he's starting to open up about it. And you're that's going, hey, "It's cool that." And I'm. Look, myself and Kirsty are really, really big on going, like, guys, just talk about how you feel if you're upset or you're yeah. sad. We'll, any days we feel so upset or sad, we're glad, you know what? We're upset at this or we're sad at that or we're really happy about this. Mm-hmm. And it's now Brody, Brody will quite happily talk about his feelings. Right. Abby, Abby's the kind of person that's kind of like a closed book, unless it's to do with dogs. <laughs> She's a closed book, she right. won't really show her emotion with anything. That it'd be like, Abby, can you stop watching Move for a second? Why? There's a meteorite coming to Earth and we're all going to die. Our reply would be, have I still got time to finish my movie? <laughs> Sounds a bit like She's kind of like chilled out that way. It's always that kind of like, just two minutes. Yeah. Just two more minutes. Two more minutes, aye. <laughs> Whereas Logan, Logan, not really that good at talking about his emotions, but will, he's starting to kind of learn. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. totally, it's cool to be rubbish at something. Yeah. It's cool to make mistakes, as long as you learn from them. That well, that's the key, isn't it? Yeah, always just, just talk about how kids. you feel, aye. If you try to explain how we feel, like, Kids can't articulate it and, and they don't have the language to kind of describe how they feel but yeah. it's amazing when he started kind of talking about yeah I started to get a sore tummy when this happens or I get worried about this and you're like that's totally cool right understand and then you can give them wee kind of tools to try and kind of get over it yep. and try and work through it Aye. and it's kind of cool that way when you see it's, it's like you say that wee note for you listening you're like ah yes yeah. I was just about that when I was younger and stuff like certainly in terms of sports just because it was shite at them still are Um just that nervous like knot in your stomach Aye. again I used to play rugby for a while in high school same sort of thing at games just, I think it's just the the fear of not knowing like same golf and stuff like mm. when I played can I, must have been late primary school early high school like doing like medal competitions and stuff just like wee young guy and just out with these random folk playing and stuff Aye. it's like oh I feel, you do it you feel sick Yeah. but then 
flip side of that, like doing any kind of musical activity, mm. I was totally fine with it. Aye. Not a problem. Like from the word go, I was just like, all right, Aye. okay, it's fine cool. What you're comfortable just because it's your comfort zone, isn't it? It's like I've never really had a massive problem with nerves at all when it comes to to music, and I don't know if if that's just big, a I'm more comfortable doing that and B there's not that same competitive element yeah it's not like if you're in a, a, a football match or a golf game or a, like a, a race or something it's you against other people whereas aye. if you're in a musical context it's you with other people aye you're, you're all part of a team you're all just there to make something sound good <laughs> as a unit or you should be yeah. it's that whole I just don't I, you see all these like music competitions and stuff like that and like drum competitions and all the rest of it I just don't really understand it, it it's not a sport it's yeah. not it shouldn't be a competitive thing it's like be competitive for yourself to get better at it but I just I don't I never really understood the yeah I, the, the music I mean, as a, as I was a competition something thing. the other day there's a German psychology professor called Alfie Cohn mm-hmm. and he talks about how that a lot of kids that the reason they want to compete it's not because they've not got the drive to win or anything right and that kind of competitive streak but it's the the fact that all their focus if when we were doing that race round the gym the other day, there was a case of <laughs> <coughs> who can get back first. So our, our goal was to win, to try and get back to the gym first. Yeah, we were yeah, doing yeah. that conditioning drill. So we had that drive to win, whereas... Which is funny, because I don't think I'm competitive at, at all. all. But we're saying things like that. Yeah, right? uh, whereas this guy, Alfie Cohn, the professor, talks about how children, especially children, but adults as well, that it's not so much, sometimes they won't even be focused on, it's not whether they can win or not, but it's the total fear of making a mistake. Yeah, and the ridicule that goes with it, or the fear that they'll let people down, and it's mm-hmm. all that. Where it's winning and losing. If they lose as a team or in the event, it doesn't matter. But it's the mistakes they make, or, yeah. or what, that's what they kind of perceive is going to be the issue. Mm-hmm. But then you were talking about this the other day when you brought Brody back from football. A lot of times, kids coaching in in, in classes and stuff like that, they're almost like taught not they're told not to make mistakes it's like yeah. that fear of mistakes is driven into them straight away yeah whereas it's like you're, you're not obviously you shouldn't be encouraging them to make mistakes mm-hmm. but if it's like if you make a mistake when you're learning so, something yeah. it's part and parcel of it you're going to, as long as you learn from it then it's fine <laughs> but you should never be like punishing kids or shouting at kids for making a mistake huh? it's like if you, as soon as you do that they're just going to be like all right i don't like I mean, this anymore it's Brody's, Brody's football coach it was like him and some young boy looked about 18 with his hands in his pockets Aye. Looking totally disinterested, and about forty kids, all at the age of between five and maybe six or seven, mm-hmm. and he shouts one wee boy up to demonstrate a kind of toe touch drill, and he does it and he makes a wee mistake, and the coach just goes like that. Look at that! That's shocking. What could he do better? And it's just, oh, he never even didn't praise him for going up and do even just giving a shot. Well, oh, good attempt, right? First wee bit was good. That wee bit there, what could we do there? What's well, it, isn't it? It's like. Aye. Praise them for what was good, and then go. If you could improve one thing, what do you think? What be? Be there. Get them to self, but get the kid to become self-analytical, and then yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll start to want to improve, yep. and they'll start to analyze it themselves Aye. a bit. And um, <coughs> he just turned around and ridiculed this wee boy in front of forty other boys. So see that, and he was volunteering for all the drills. See the next time he asked for somebody to volunteer for a drill, mm-hmm. I watched the wee boy, and he went like that, Aye, and just down. dropped head yep. down. Yep. And then <coughs> a couple of months back, I was watching Logan at his rugby training. And they're doing a drill where they're all just maybe 20 kids all run about in, a, in an area, say like kind of um, 18 yard box, a mm-hmm. football pitch, and they've just got they've maybe like six balls between them and just passing the rugby ball. Aye. But if you dropped it, the whole team got 10 push ups as right. a punishment. So what then happened was from the start where all the kids were looking, ah, oh, here, Colin, Colin, pass the ball over here. All of a sudden, 20 shouts, 
drop down to about two. Yeah, nobody wants nobody, to take responsibility. Nobody wants some, nobody like if you know if you drop that ball and Aye. your whole team is going to get punished for it, including yourself, you don't want somebody to pass you that ball. You don't that, want that risk of mistake. And the coach actually been over and put his foot in one of the kids' backs and pushed the, the wee, like, wee eight-year-old boy chest to the floor. Fuck's sake. And I'm like, <laughs> Tackled him. And then he kind of looked up at me and I was like, oh, all right, uh, ah, we're just joking. I was like, no, you're not. That it's, kind of thing, you can you can see that kind of thing working with older kids. If you're like dealing with like later teenagers and stuff where it's that kind of, when you do have more of that competitive edge, when, when you the know folk them. in the team are going, oh, I don't want to be the one responsible for everyone getting this because then I'm going to get ripped off my pals that we're talking about earlier. You have a bit of banter. Aye, but, with not, it, but not with little kids, not man. Little kids that's just you absolutely going to make them develop and nurture the just absolute love of taking part. Yeah. Whether you're good at it or shit at it, mm-hmm. it doesn't make a difference. Just you look at yesterday when Brian, yourself, and we were all training together. We've yep. all got three totally different levels. Mm-hmm. One, like, Brian's good at one thing, you're better at another, mm-hmm. I'm better at another. Who cares? We all just, you can rip in each other, have a laugh, but at yep. the same time, we just train for the sheer enjoyment of it. Yeah, this is it. And I think that's where a lot of people miss out. I was speaking about Kim the other day there. Yeah. Kim, I hope you're enjoying this while you're still busting out the treadmill. Yeah. And I hope your wee delicate fingers have recovered from the deadlifts. <laughs> but the the bit she commented one fifty trap bar on Saturday. She, she got one hundred and fifty kilo trap bar deadlift. Previously, that was I think that was like kind of one rep max. And she, like go for plus for Kim. Go Kim. I'm actually going to talk about Kim in a wee minute. Do it because she's a pretty awesome individual. When you actually hear the backstory, right? And um, she's like, ah, oh, but I never got a PB. And I went, so what? But you done a PB? You get your one rep max for two. Aye. You managed to do. And she made it look very easy. Aye. And so she put up an Instagram, folks, what's your opinions? New PB or better numbers with my current PB? And I'm like, what about improved happiness with your PB? Or about improved happiness with your training? You were enjoying your weight training, you were enjoying it and loving it. And Kim, Kim's really hard on herself. But it's funny because she, I don't think she sees just how pretty awesome she is for the fact that she's working a full-time job. She looks after she's basically kind of stand-in mum for her nephew because of the kind of kinship basically just a few weeks but I think basically the week he was born her and her parents got kinship care of him uh, due to some issues which I'm not I'm not going to mm. but she basically as a young girl yeah yeah Kim I know you're still in your 20s you'll like to remember <laughs> that Saturday <sighs> don't worry when you turn 30 all the injuries will come creeping in <laughs> but for somebody in her 20s taking on her nephew basically as her own child mm-hmm. getting up during the night doing all the kind of the feeds and happy changes still doing a full time job still doing her training and all that I think it's pretty bloody awesome absolutely like, we joke about how we struggle as parents for our kids that we've actually made ourselves never mind kind of helping looking after somebody else isn't I don't it? struggle I'm awesome at it <laughs> yeah <laughs> but and I don't think I really don't think Kim gives herself enough credit for yeah, stuff no, like that's that amazing. And she beats herself up with a lot of things, but it's it's amazing when you actually see what she's doing. Yeah. How she helps encourage her, uh, her nephew Cameron as well. And we kettlebell training and stuff like that. And you're going... And she supported him in Spain last year when he went to World Championships, took three gold medals. Fantastic. And it's just seen how much she cares. I mean, Kim's a girl that will bend over backwards for her family and her friends. She's got an absolute heart of gold. And it's, it's awesome to see the kind of support she gives folk. Uh, I'm getting annoyed because I was looking away from the microphone there and I quickly turned my head back. Cock. Uh, but aye, awesome individual, brilliant lassie, good friend, 
brilliant coach and just general all round awesome individual. Good deadlifter. Really good deadlifter, aye. As well, long as she doesn't think about the weight. Aye. And it's Kim's only downfall is she'll beat herself up before she even does it. Which is why sometimes we need to lie to her. <laughs> and just tell her, no, 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 that's only 110 kilos on the bar. Yep. She goes in and laughs, oh, that's really heavy. Yeah, it's because 150. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes a wee white lie is beneficial. Absolutely, man. But, um, and again, that's even the kind of, what we're talking about mental health, it's that kind of self-belief and drive that sometimes we actually beat ourselves up before we even, attra- even try something or attempt it. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of that, isn't it? It's just, again, without getting too hippy-dippy about it, that positive mental attitude. Yeah. If you think you're going to fail at something, you will. Mm-hmm. You absolutely will. Oh, if you're right. getting into a th- an a- any activity going, oh, I'm going to be shite at this, I'm going to really struggle with this, then what? you're setting yourself up for failure. What Whereas if you just statement? go in and go, I'm getting this. Aye. Even if you don't get it, at least you're going to give it a, a red hot go and you're going to, Aye. if you fail, you fail, but you've given it your best. But if you're getting in like, oh, fuck, right, this is going to be really difficult, really heavy. And Aye. we've all done it and we've Aye. all been there. Um, you're just setting yourself up for a fall, really. Aye. What was I saying? Was it Henry Rollins? Was it uh, whether you think you can or you, or you can't? You're right. That makes sense. Though. That's a good one, actually. Aye. Yeah. Um, aye. <laughs> That's really good. And it's that way you're like, oh, okay. And I've even, I even joke with my kids and Lauren's like, aye, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do this. And um, and I went, aye, you're, you're right with that attitude you want. Mm-hmm. Just give it another shot. And he tried and tried and tried. And it was something daft, even with his Xbox a couple of years ago. Right. He would try a, like a level. Oh, I can't get past it. Dad, can you try it? And I went, how, how long have you tried it for? Oh, that was my first shot. Spend another 20 minutes. And if you still can't try it, if you still can't do it, I'll come and help you then. Aye. And he would try and try and try. And then after 20 minutes, I'd come over and write, what's happening? Let me see. Okay, right, try going that way now. I'll try doing this. So just give him a few pointers and still let him achieve it. If he still didn't, then super dad would step in, grab the controller, get him past the level. <laughs> now, he's got to the stage. He's like, oh, dad, I'm really struggling with this bit. I went, do you want a hand? He's like, no, I've got it. Yeah. And he's got that kind of... That almost that kind of resilience and self-drive of, do you know what? I'm going to work hard and achieve this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that might just be an Xbox, but that attitude can carry into loads of other things. Yeah. And I think it's pretty cool in that sense. Aye. It's work ethic, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. trying to start a good work ethic in yeah. anyone. Um, but I had this conversation before, I think, but certainly teaching, I would, talking to Lucy and stuff and just doing homework and all the rest of it and then teaching kids in schools and things, what you try to say all the time is, if you've got a natural talent for something, great, brilliant. That will mm. that will get you to a certain point. If you've got natural talent and no drive, you're going to stall at that point. Yeah. If you've got no natural ability but an amazing work ethic, you're going to go further than the person with natural ability and no work ethic. Yeah. Whereas if you get the person who's got a kind of natural affinity for something and an amazing work ethic, that's yeah. when you get the superstars. That's when you get all these people at the absolute <sighs> top of their game. But hard work trumps talent oh, every single God time. I, I mean, would sooner teach kids who are, who struggle with things but work their ass off yeah. well, done than a study. someone who's naturally gifted but lazy. There was a really cool study on two groups two groups of kids and they got them in and they basically gave them kind of wee tasks and challenges to do. And it was really interesting because the first group, <clears throat> every time they'd done it, they were told, oh, you got it right. You're, you're so naturally gifted. You're just so, you've got mm. such a natural talent for that. Well done. And then the other group, they were like, guys, you work so hard. That's why you've done well. You work so hard. See what happens when you work hard. You can achieve anything. Yep. All right, cool. They then went back to both groups and said, right, guys, who wants to try 
a different task, but this time it's going to be a little bit harder. And pretty much all the kids that were told they had natural talent shat it and said no. Yeah. Because they, they, deep, deep down they were saying that they knew that, oh, if we've only got a natural talent, maybe we've, what's the limitation of our natural talent? Whereas the kids that were told if you work hard to achieve anything, like thing, you know, they're like, yeah, we're pretty, pretty much most of them went, yeah, we're mm-hmm. game for it. Yeah. Because they believe that if you work hard, you can get the result. Absolutely. And it's, and that's the thing, it's like, you look at a lot of folk, even in the kettlebell scene, uh, the World Championship level, it's interesting because you can see the folk that, some of them are, there's a few lifters out there that are so naturally gifted, it's frightening, but just don't put the hard work in. Mm-hmm. And they're always falling short of their, their results, their goals. Yeah. And then you've got the ones that might not be as technically gifted, but by God, they work. Yeah. And they work every single day towards their goal, and they beat, they win it every single time. Aye. It's maybe a topic for another day, but just talking about the kind of natural talent thing. There's a lot of debate as to is there any such thing as natural talent? Are people naturally gifted at certain things, or predisposed to be good at certain things, or is it just is it all just work? There's a cool actually a cool thing I was reading just just yesterday afternoon a book called Science of Consequences, and it was talking about genetics mm-hmm. and whether is it. Is it genetics or in your, kind of in your DNA or is it a kind of a habit that's, bre- that's kind of taught? And they were talking about how, it's, it's kind of slightly different, but they were talking about how somebody had bred fruit flies. Right. Drosophila. Eh? Drosophila. Is that the correct name? Yes, it is. I remember that from standard grade biology. Check you out. Only thing I remember from standard grade biology. <laughs> that and penis. <laughs> What's that? What's that? <laughs> it's the same as proprioception. <laughs> Childbirth. <laughs> Yeah, just to be clear, everyone, right? I was joking about the proprioception thing. I do know. <laughs> no, he wasn't. And um, and what they've done is basically, fruit flies inherently can't handle a lot of salt. And what they've done was they started breeding them and and basically put them in environment with loads of salt, loads of salt with their food. Mm-hmm. And what happened was ninety percent died off. The other ten percent basically grew a bigger bum to process it. And she kind of, kind of secrete it all, which was really interesting. And what they're saying was basically they adapted to survive. Mm-hmm. And then they bred, had more fruit fly babies. Yep. Proprioception flies. <laughs> <laughs> and after a few cycles, there was flies that had never been subjected to salt. Yeah. Were all of a sudden able to hold a, a salt diet. So they had, changed their, they had changed their ability without actually being sub, kind of subjected to that environment. Natural selection at work, people. And it's they talk about whether that is it kind of is it nature is it nurture and it's what all the studies are coming out now it's it's a mixture of both yeah some people will be naturally kind of they've got an engineer you, you look at kids like Abby so creative mm-hmm. Logan isn't creative but sees engineering he's kind of memory and stuff like that he's kind of more mathematical yeah, kind of yeah, methodical yeah. Um, both of them really clever and sharp but totally different, different ways totally yeah. different ways mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of strange that way Abby's more kind of loves the sports that are fast paced endurance Logan will like the sport that's more a bit more rough and tumble and that more kind of almost like one rep max style yeah, whereas yeah, Abby's yeah. more endurance based Aye. Um, and it's a kind of mindset and it's they're both they both get similar DNA and stuff mm-hmm. so it's, it's kind of interesting that way that it's there's that mix of natural talent in some aspects and it's a lot of it there's where I think what's the saying is you don't pick this 
you don't pick the sport, the sport picks you. Right. That you didn't take up music thinking, oh, music's cool, I'm going to do it. Because if you've got a natural, if you've got a natural rhythm, mm-hmm. you'll be more inclined to find something. If you're, if you're naturally just a fast runner, you'll be more inclined yeah. to take up sprinting. Yeah. So you, you can gear. We go to. We, we all love doing what we're good at. Yeah. Well, this is it, isn't it? We're not gonna. If, if we're a shit, if we took took two and a half minutes to run hundred meters, we're not gonna go. Oh, I'm gonna do sprint every week because. Yeah. You're gonna look at your results compared to your peers and go, we're shit. Yeah. But if you're an amazing sprinter, you're gonna be looking at your time and going, I'm actually really good at this. I'm gonna going to keep hammering that right brilliant and it's they talk about how the sport picks you not the other way around and it's like swimmers folk go oh swimming gives you that swimmers build no 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 pretty much you've got that type of build or if you're six foot eight you don't go oh uh, I played basketball that's what made me tall (laughs) I'm naturally (laughs) tall so you're going to be genetically predisposed to be better at that sport yeah so that's what you incline to kind of go and do and then there's going to be certain sports that you are going to be more naturally gifted at to mm-hmm. a certain degree and then it's finding that and honing it yeah but then uh, I'm trying to work out what I'm going to say like if you, you you could take that to the point where though you're only working on the stuff you're good at all the time and then you're going to suck you're, yeah. you're never going to get any better again mm-hmm. taking it back to a sort of musical point from this kind of frame of reference it works for me when you're practicing and stuff it's all too easy to just go I'm going to sit down and practice for an hour but you end up just playing the shit that you're good at anyway because it gives you that wee ego boost yeah. it's like if you're like in here if you're benching or something if you like if you know you're shit at well squats are the classic example if you know you're yeah. good at back squat but so you go in and you'll do whatever 160 for reps or whatever yeah. else but then you think how could I get this better I could do lots of like Bulgarian split squat but, mm-hmm. <laughs> which nobody likes to do but and you're not going to do them because it makes you feel shit here's a you're test folks to, pr- to prove our point Colin done 180 kilo back squat yeah Colin, I did do you want to go and do a 20 kilo Bulgarian split squat today no <laughs> fuck no case in point but it's but again so it's making yourself find that balance of I know I'm good at this but so if I'm really good at yeah. it there's no point in just keeping hammering away at that take the take the stuff you're not good at there was a good um, there's an article I read by a drummer who was talking about stuff like that when you're practising and it can be applied to any sport or anything mm-hmm. as well if you've got two piles of things you've got a pile of stuff that you're good at and you've got a pile of stuff you're not good at the pile of stuff that you're not good at is always going to be much bigger than the stuff you're good at yeah. so every day when you're working at something whether it's an instrument or a sport you need to take one little bit of that pile that you're not good at and add it to the stuff that you're good at yeah. and just gradually gradually start Aye. shifting from one to the next you're never going to even up you're never going to outweigh one side because you're always mm-hmm. going to be needing to work on things mm-hmm. But it's just it's making every day whether you sit down and practice an instrument or work on a, a, any aspect of a sport. If you walk away from that session a little bit better than you were Aye. when you sat down, or you went into the gym, then incremental gains. That's it, absolutely. And it's it's a kind of way that I'll do my methodology. I coaching folk that even if you take the bench press for example, yep. um, simple exercise, lower the bar to your chest, press it back up. Mm-hmm. In a nutshell, but there's so much that can go. That you think, why am I failing? Am I fa- is the bar going over my? Am I failing at the bottom? Am I losing? Can I not lock out the last couple of inches? Am I struggling with the when, I, when the bar passes it travelling over my face on the way back up? Mm-hmm. Are my elbows flaring out? Is my head coming off the bench? Whatever. And it's when you're writing a program, folk just think, oh well, you're failing on bench press. Just do more bench press or go and do some more accessory exercises. Aye. Yeah, that that will that will help. But if you look at it from that, like what you said about what is good, what is bad. Yeah. Right. Don't go. You can keep training what you're good at, and it's like Gary Vaynerchuk. 
business guy. The yeah. business advisor talks about how if you whatever you're good at, double down on it. So just double up on what you're good at, but don't neglect the, the area of weaknesses. So yeah. address them. Yeah. Because they could ultimately be your downfall as well. And it's Aye. like we looked at your bench press and you can go that right. This part's good, that part's good. Okay. Kind of the stability. Mm-hmm. Week. So well does if somebody oh, when I'm looking at somebody's movement, I'll analyse what it is that seems to be their weakest component. And then that gives you your answers for writing the next part of your programme, all your accessory exe- accessory Aye. exercises. Yeah. So your accessory exercises will be based on your weakness, mm-hmm. which we've done all the kind of banded bench press with the kettlebells dangling oh, off the resistance fans. Quite enjoyed that. And you didn't do a proper heavy bench press for about three weeks, yeah. but you'd done all the accessory work, mm-hmm. came back, new personal best. Yeah. Just because we addressed your weakness, and it's Aye. that old saying, you're only as strong as your weakest link. Aye, absolutely, yeah. It's finding those wee, those wee niggly bits in mm. whatever circumstances holding you back and, and addressing so them. When I wrote our training programme for mm. the next block, that I'd taken what we'd already done, where were all the strong points? Where were where we still had plenty of room to improve? Yeah. And then I wrote down all the we, all the areas that we hadn't addressed at all, <laughs> and the areas that we hadn't addressed. I was like, right, let's target all those weaknesses. What ones do we hate the most? Right, put them in because yeah. the chances are the exercises you hate the most are the ones that you need to be doing. Absolutely. Yeah. All our core work, overhead squats, things, stuff like that, and all Ugh. the ugh. Aye, but straight away we done a light. The first time we done the session, it was, it was the numbers were light. Yeah. The next day, the two of us are like, oh, shit. <laughs> Just because we were targeting areas that were weak. Or weaker in comparison to the rest of the body. And it, by doing that, it makes such a difference and it can it can make mass, drastic changes yep. to your overall results. And it's like, I've just recently started training the girl Jody and straight away identified the weakness as grip. The rest are lifting really, really good. Legs and grip, okay, grip mainly for long cycle snatch, but try to get the legs working more for to save the grip. Yep. So if we can get the legs working more, they'll come up, they'll they'll pick up pace quickly, and that will save the grip. So straight away, we're becoming more efficient in the movement. Yep. Our grip's going to have more in the tank, and if we can train the grip as well, <laughs> we're kind of like we say, we're doubling down on it, and yeah. we're, we're going to get a kind of double benefit, or kind of double done benefit from it. Yep. And already within a few weeks, she's like, oh, I'm feeling difference now. This is much better, and. Mm-hmm. God, my, my grip felt okay, but my legs were dying. That's fine. Your legs will improve quicker than the grip, so it's going to make a big result. Aye. No, it makes sense. And it's just kind of daft wee things like that that kind of make the overall picture much, much better. Yeah. Nice. Check us. Talking yeah. sensible stuff now. At the Took end. a while. At the end. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we should put a disclaimer in at the beginning that if you're not interested in Avengers, fast forward to the last <laughs> seven minutes. 55th minute. Uh, Aye. Um, yeah, we'll take a fairly random amount of details in this one it's quite mm. good we didn't actually talk about <laughs> we were going to talk about that much to be honest I want to come yeah. back to the fat shaming thing on all the time yeah that's a, I there's think loads of stuff there's loads you can fat shame me on about yeah aye because uh, yeah on all the time yeah, fat, maybe, fat do, maybe we do a double episode we'll do another one next week about this having a bit of fat on you doesn't define you as a person no it doesn't make you a good person or a bad person it's <laughs> no if um, it's affecting your health like we were if you look at Instagram, well, we'll finish up quickly on this, but the if you look at Instagram, all the pictures are photoshopped to the hilt. Aye, I've talked about so, it. So the amount of women and guys out there that look at that going, that's what I need to look like. If I don't look like that, oh, I'm going to feel like shit. Mm-hmm. Well, no. It's, that's Photoshop. That's fake. You're trying to achieve something that's fake. Mm-hmm. And then they go, oh, the mental health issues because they, they look at it, this false expectation, and they can never achieve it. Yeah. And it's that way that just don't let a wee bit of fat in your body define who you are see if it's 
if it's if it's going to give you kind of health implications, yeah, do something about it. There's the thing, Look right? Look for help. Uh, don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. Just to play devil's advocate for a second, right? Ooh. Is I know look at the the Instagram things a, a, a nightmare in and of itself in terms of that sort of thing, like body shaming in terms of you have to look like these models and all the rest of it and be stick thin, ripped with six packs yeah. and all the rest. Is there a flip side of that where the media and society are kind of going the opposite way oh, yes. and going, well, do you know, it's totally fine to be really overweight and have all this extra yeah. fat and stuff, especially in the celebrity thing. Because I saw somebody posted about this recently uh-huh. and it was just like... I was talking about this morning. All these um, fucking shitty hello magazines and all that, but it's just Z-list celebrity after Z-list celebrity. Z? Z? Whatever. Where they're going, oh, I put on so much weight and now I'm doing this fucking shitty branded diet here. Boom, but that's okay. I'm allowed to be overweight because it's fine. We're not yeah. body shaming people. It just seems to be, it's one it's thing when, or the other. Yeah. You either need to be like ripped, ripped model or it's totally fine to be morbidly yeah. obese. And it's, yeah, and that's another one because I was actually speaking to John and Steph about that this morning about how the, the industry's went the other way now where it's the other half going well it's, you know, we're all saying no just be so long as you're happy that's all that matters just be yourself just be yourself well that's yeah that's fine in essence but in the context of it that if you are what do you say morbidly obese is it impacting your health mm. if you can't walk a flight of stairs yeah and you're if you, or if you can and you're out of breath if you struggle to sit up if you can't sit up unaided, there's health implications that yep. it's affecting your life right now. Aye. If you can't spend quality time with your your partner, your loved ones, your family, your friends, if you feel self conscious in your clothing or you don't feel confident getting out about, it's causing and it's going to cause you damage in later years. That's health implication. That's yeah. not okay. Yeah, it's, it's it, they should be promoting being healthy and comfortable in yourself and yeah. not one extreme or the other. Uh-huh. But uh, that, that's not going to sell anything, though, is no, it? If it, you it say, doesn't make money. Be quote unquote normal and healthy, but th- nobody's going to sell magazines with that. No. Look at this, <laughs> just average person here. Yeah, it's just like, you, no, look what? at this model or this massively overweight celebrity who's losing all these pounds on this shit diet. Yeah, I mean, if you ask any woman, where did you first hear that cellulite was bad? <laughs> <clears throat> now, the kind of genetics, genetically speaking, male and females hold fat differently guys will hold their fat cells much deeper inside their body whereas women it's closer to their skin which right. is why they'll look they'll show cellulite more than men mm-hmm. and it's not a bad thing it's just it's fatty deposits in your body like we've all got but just unfortunately for women it sits closer to the, the layer of skin than it does on men so it highlights it shows more yeah now where did we all where did we all find out cellulite was bad it's a shit magazine shit magazines these shit magazines we make most of their money from Supplements, health diet kicks, mm. and all these kind of fourteen day fat loss schemes, <laughs> juice cleanse, juice cleanse, boom, bod, pish, all that shit. And Fuck's sake, Scott, just headbutt the microphone there. No, I think I said shit really loud. <laughs> Stuff like that gets me the rage. <laughs> and again. And oh, fuck, what did I do? <laughs> and it's so women automatically think, oh, cellulite's bad. Look at that. Look at this top model here because she's not got cellulite. Yeah. No. She does a cellulite. Because it's airbrushed away. She's just got a very good computer geek working the airbrushing mm-hmm. app. And that's it. And it's so it creates this false image that women are going... Because see, uh, how would a magazine sell, say, a thousand health supplements if in the first few pages they were saying, it's okay to have cellulite. Yeah. You, you look fine the way you are. You're okay. 
They no. wouldn't. Speaking as a guy, we don't care. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit. No. We like a bit of chub. Something to hold on to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> when, when we get jiggy, we don't want to be playing the xylophone in your ribcage. Well. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... Well, like if you ask any man, pretty much they'll like cars. Let's be honest. Aye. It's just... I mean, yeah. It's just... I mean, a little, bit of, a little bit of junk in the trunk's good. <laughs> but if you've got a full good junk... Good for a snuggle. If you, you wrestle. Aye, a little bit of junk in the trunk's cool, but if you've got a full junkyard full of junk, there's a little bit too much. <laughs> okay, it all comes back to just be yeah. comfortable in yourself, do you know what I mean? But don't put your health at risk as a result. So if you... <laughs> you can be toned and slim and ripped that's fine yeah. but don't be massively underweight as yeah. a result of the it and like constantly worrying about what you're eating similarly if you're carrying a little bit then yeah. that's totally fine too but, even, but don't go over the score yeah. even just, look at the whole dad bod promotion as well oh it's okay <laughs> to be a dad with a big fat belly it's not it's not because if that's if it's going to cause health implications I, then yeah, yeah it's not good again d- d- don't don't expect everyone to be ripped with a six pack because mm-hmm. it's not going to happen but yeah, don't go over the score as well. Just like right. it, yeah, it's that same thing. It's just like as you say, it's promoting it, isn't it? It's right. going, ah, it's fine. Let yourself go. You're over forty now. Crack on. Because what they'll Get do the is beer out. they'll promote all that, and then what will happen is there'll be a study in the next ten years ago. Oh, it's not actually healthy. Oh, here's all these supplements. Aye, and it's okay, it's a load of bollocks. Grim, just be sensible. Yeah, eat well. Eat well. Move Have about. a bit of balance. Move. Always comes down to that, doesn't it? Aye. Just don't eat all the shit in the world. Yeah. Move about a bit. It's like. I had a client in last week saying that her mother had told her that, yeah, um, the best thing to do is uh, don't eat after eight o'clock at night because that will make you fat. Ah, yeah, I've heard that so yeah, many and times. And I'm like, yeah. right, so if you're eating a 500 calorie meal at 7.59, that's cool. <laughs> it's not gremlins. But, but the moment the clock strikes eight, does it turn into like a, like a 4,000 calorie meal? No, stop being a fucking moron. It's like saying that two plus two is four only up until 8pm after 8pm it actually equals 5 no it doesn't it's like <clears throat> whether you eat 2000 calories in the morning and have nothing to eat for the rest of the day or you don't have any or you eat 1000 calories in the morning 1000 calories at night yeah it's still 2000 in the same day isn't what is the thinking behind that is it just like people think oh well I'm going to be going to my bed soon it's just going to be lying in my <laughs> well, stomach they, doing they think it'll be lying in the stomach you're not going to burn it off but like you brace it out bake You'll be in a deficit up until that point, so then you balance it out, Aye. and then you you top it up, and then you burn it off the next day, and it's it's, it's just kind of so old wives' tales, isn't yeah. it? Um, <clears throat> yeah, that, that, that's that's another podcast in and of itself, just like all these random diet and training myths are oh. just utter bullshit. Oh, have apple cider vinegar before you eat your dinner stuff. <laughs> it's How does that make yeah. you lose weight? Because it makes you vomit, and you don't feel like eating anything for the next oh, few I hours. I can't imagine just drinking. That can't be good for you. Oh. Just like that, because that's like so- burning your insides. Acidic, alkaline, yeah, but al- vinegar. Acidic. acidic, isn't it? That can't, yeah, that can't be good, man. That's just going to like shred your insides, isn't Aye. it? Nonsense. Yeah, let's do, a, let's do a podcast on training and diet myths one oh, day. Oh, yeah. Next week. Next week. We'll do that for, ne- for next one. If you like it. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that because that's... That's the sort of thing I'm going to need to research. That'll really get me off. That'll, not, not get me off. That'll really... <laughs> oh, <easy. laughs> That's a different podcast. That'll really get me go off in one. The fact that it's just, there's so much bullshit out there. Yeah. And again, I've spoken about it before. I put up like a 21 day worth of tips and stuff and it's, it's all the basics. Yeah. Get the basics right. Yeah, but then people, people. I'm going to say people who don't know any better. People who do know better, just 
there's so much conflicting information out there and mm. like it's all stated as fact Aye. and it takes minimal like research to back these things up everyone is like well look at this study done here on three people Aye. it's just it's all stated as absolute cast iron fact you look you at like, the Dove adverts for their, their shampoo oh, those, those, and it's like, all those adverts are hilarious 65% of 71 people asked <laughs> really really it's like, what what so they asked your, they asked the street that you live in, and that makes <laughs> and it okay. Half of the, just over half of them said, "Aye, it's alright." And again, what they'll do is they'll pick like oh, anything like the old saying is, "There's lies, damn lies, and statistics." Yeah, we talked about this the other yeah. week. Yeah, you're and going to pick about, this, the stuff that supports your theory. Aye, you? you're going to you're going to target it. If you want to, like, if you look at all these trainers that do their before and after photos, they're going to if they do a thousand people. And they're going to pick ten images. They'll pick the ten best ones with yeah, the most obviously. drastic changes because. It sells for people, so it's a load of shite. Yep. Fact. There's fact. a fact There's a to fact. take to the bank for you. Aye. Be in a calorie deficit, make it sustainable, drink your water, get some sleep, and move. Unless you're trying to bulk, in which case, eat more calories. Aye. That's for fat loss. I reckon. But, aye. So, calorie deficit, within reason, so mm. you're not going to the point where you're starving. It's aye, got to be sustainable. Extremes. If you're at the point where you look at a bit of cardboard and you think, I, I could tune that, then you're going too drastic your diet there's got to be you've got to be in a slight calorie deficit drink plenty of water get some sleep and move yep you get those few ticked off and I guarantee you hit success aye and then fine tune it from there if yeah. you have to and there's more stuff you can look at your behaviours like if you know for example if you come home at night and you sit down for an hour before you cook your dinner but that hour when you come in you go straight to the snack cupboard and you grab like a couple of biscuits to keep you going before you have your dinner aye that can add up over a week or a month or a year mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, right, either get rid of the snacks or as soon as you come in, get in the kitchen and start making the dinner. So it's look at the habits where you where you start to fall. I'm, I'm working with a woman just now where I'm, I've got her taking pictures of all her food. Mm-hmm. And she told me, no, no, my diet's really good. My diet's really good. All right, take pictures of everything that, I say, everything that touches your lips. Food and well, drink-wise. There we and are, mate. All right, now. Send it to me every single day. So And within two days, the feedback was, I've just realised how shit my diet is. Uh huh. You don't know something. And it's getting that, that self realization where they start to see it and kind of like see the black and white Aye. and go, oh, yeah, it's quite high carb, high sugary. Now I can start to see where I'm making all the mistakes. Yeah. Right. What? And she identified straight away that it was a high carb, high sugar diet and she's not drinking enough. And I went, right. So for the next week or two, all I want you to concentrate on is drinking enough. Mm-hmm. Your next step after that, we're going to look at where do you, can you identify, is it one particular meal? And she's like, yeah, my breakfast, right, okay. Now we need to start looking at kind of higher protein options for your breakfast to yeah. reduce the sugars and the carbs Aye. and do that. And straight away, she'll start to see a difference. Mm-hmm. It won't take long at all. Because what's happened is high sugary breakfast, crash mid-morning, Aye, sugary snack, again, yeah. crash at lunchtime, shitty choices at lunchtime, again, sugary snack, high carb, spikes for two o'clock, yep. quick, midday or mid-afternoon comes, 3 p.m., sugary crash again, straight to the vending machine, can of juice or a sugary snack, spikes it boom and it's like spiking effect spiking yeah. crash spiking crash chasing sugar all the time aye rather than try to keep it like in a, like, try to steady it out over the course of the day aye and it's it's simple yeah. but it's just looking at behaviours and going right what can I change first and do the basics yeah look if I said Colin right just make sure you drink two litres of water a day mm-hmm. you can either drink take a big two litre bottle with you or you can have four five hundred ml bottles or you can eight cups of water whatever Aye. whatever works for you if you can do that for a month 
you can look back and say, like, every single day you've done it, tick it off, oh, 30 days, there's, yeah. 30, there's 30 ticks or 30 successes. Aye. And then you think, right, I've done this, brilliant. Well, I get, yeah, and then move into the next bit. The, 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 having seen that kind of thing on paper, mentally just goes, oh, yeah, cool. It's, this, it's just... I'm doing this, is easy. Yeah, I'm doing this, this is great. I can see the improvement here. And old sales chat about picking the low-hanging fruit and all that, so get the easy sales in, so you're already getting revenue on the board. It's the same with the, <laughs> with the diet, get the wins on the board quickly. Aye. And then start to look at the more complex complex aspects. But if drinking water's no difficult. Aye, I need to start drinking more water, actually. Nah, I'm the You wake up in the morning. Pint of water in you, boom. Get Jeez, if I had a pint of water first thing in the morning, I'd be pissing like a racehorse Aye. for the rest of the day. And the thing is, the more time you spend in the toilet, the less time you're in the kitchen. <laughs> I do drink a lot of water <laughs> in school just for that reason, because it yeah. gives me an excuse just to wander away and go for a bit. <laughs> so you just practice it, a kid, if you need it. But it's getting oh. those basics first. You nail the basics right, everything else is... Aye. It's look, again, be training. Learn to push, pull, squat and hinge. Aye. If you get those four basics right, Pretty much all your athletic endeavours will be fine after it. You get that, get those four basic movements going. Mm-hmm. Then you can start being fancy with your training. Aye. Makes sense. Aye. Keep it simple, folks. Mm-hmm. Speaking of cravings and addictions, I'm going to make more coffee. Yeah. Let's do it, man. Right. Right, guys. Done. Um, as always. One. Sorry about the ramblings there. Get on CastBox, Instagram, Spotify, Spotify iTunes, rate, review. Please. Leave us some comments. Give us some feedback, guys. Yeah. Just... Any random nonsense? Like I know Ian Fraser, I'm a good friend, um, left us some feedback on Castbox. Show oh, nice some one. abuse at us. Cool. He's, he's a dick, but <laughs> he, he, he's a cool guy. And speaking of which, Ian, you've been saying for about a month now that you'll come in to train. I'm still waiting. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, give us a wee review. Yep. Do us a wee favour. It'd be really, really cool if you could recommend it to even just one friend each. If you've got any friends, that is. That'd be lovely. If you're a loner, well, you know keep listening you still get social media post it anyway yeah post it share it a wee like and a share would be lovely um, where can we find you fatty well you can find myself Scott McLaughlin aka Fat Thor <laughs> or <laughs> and uh, just train the gym and we've got Scott McLaughlin performance training you can get us on Instagram there and we're also at the gains and pains yeah just to clarify <laughs> <laughs> Fiona Mickey the other week. Yeah. She's like, oh, I couldn't find you. I couldn't find you. I search for you all the time. It's like, what were you searching under? It's like, gains and pains. <laughs> she was writing it all as one word, though. <laughs> yeah. So it's gains, space, the ampersand, space, or just and. Pains. Yeah. Although, to be fair, if you're listening to this, you've obviously found it, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't find it if you can't listen. <laughs> so, yeah. And where can we find you? I am at drummerchimp on Instagram if you want to see pictures of my drums in that and your little stick a little stick yeah oh sorry my drumsticks oh drumsticks right sorry right, sorry that's a different different website, <laughs> different which, website. Requires, <laughs> which requires a monthly membership package <laughs> but yeah uh, uh, guys hit us up with some any suggestions you want anything you want us to talk about yep. any random nonsense we will happily spout utter cack for an hour on if, any topic you like Training wise yeah. or otherwise. If anybody wants to come down and try some of the throat punch coffee, give the shout. <laughs> throat punch. If you want to send us a free bag of coffee, it again. Was all, I honestly, I don't, I don't think it was that bad. I no, think it's quite nice. It's, it's kind of an acquired taste. It's quite strong, but yeah, it's just um, aye, it's not smooth. If certainly, you, if, but, you have an, if you have it on an empty stomach, it's quite. It's going to wake you up, certainly. It's going to power uh, you through. Some after squats. breakfast, it's quite good. Right. It's just um, provides mental clarity. Aye, it's just that kind of bitter aftertaste, isn't it? Yeah. Aye, as you say, acquired taste, but mm-hmm. we'll do a wee 
compare and contrast. Let's still, get some packed on. We're next. still looking for the, the the great British roast off, where we, we train with a packed coffee and train with a throat punch <laughs> coffee and see who gets the PBs, how we perform, <laughs> who can roast the most. Brilliant. It's enough roastings in here as it is. Aye. Speaking of roasters, we better go out and see Brian. Yeah. Right. See you all next time. And Laura, we've got a wee jingle added in now for you. Thanks oh, to no, the sound. That, that'll be for last week's. Yeah, for the sound production for Colin. We hope you're happy. And if not, go fuck oh. yourself. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. See ya.